You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands because Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. Don't go outside because it's gross and icky. Here I am, doo-doo, doo-doo, coughing like I'm Herman Cain. Come on, come on, come on, come on! Oh yeah, poor taste right up top, everybody. Very mean-spirited jokes here on Bleak and Review. I'm your host, Kevin Anderson. Of course, bringing you all the highlights from the world of stupidity that is America in 2020, the year of our Lord. Uh, If you're not familiar, you probably are because it was pretty big news. But on the day I'm recording this, Thursday, July 30th, I woke up to discover that Herman Cain had died from coronavirus complications, which is like not inherently funny because like I don't be like, ha ha, death. But God, you just can't write. There's no satire anymore. You can't do satire because... Everything that's been happening for the last couple months is such a ridiculous reduction of how sane people like Herman Cain goes to that Tulsa rally, you know, which is already a huge joke where no one's wearing masks. And Trump's like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck all these libs and their masks. Come on, let's celebrate my fucking fascism. Herman Cain doesn't wear a mask. 11 days later, diagnosed with COVID-19 several days after that. About a you know month later or whatever. I don't know. Time has no meaning anymore. Fucking dies after supporting Trump's decision to not require masks at certain gatherings. I don't have the specifics of what that ordinance was, but it's a thing. You can look it up. And it's like, it's so fucking hard to feel sorry for him. Uh, I don't, I feel terrible for his family, you know, because I mean, I don't know what they're like. Maybe they're terrible too. And, and maybe they also have the virus because they refuse to participate in society but like jesus christ you know and it's not the first time this has happened this happens i can't tell you how many goddamn times i've seen like stories on social media of like somebody's facebook posts where they're like i ain't wearing no mask and then like a few days later you see a post of man this coronavirus stuff sucks and then like the next post is like their obituary like it keeps fucking happening and it's because americans are so like the the radical right, not even the radical right, just like, because it's not, it's libertarians too. It's like a bunch of different people, but they're just like so in defiance to, they like they have to pwn the libs, you know, like, oh yeah, we, we, let's fucking, let's freak out the libs by not wearing masks. That'll fucking show them who's boss. And then they just keep dying. Like I made a, a gif about this earlier today where it was the scene in uh, Avengers Infinity War where, Thanos sends all of his troops to just fucking die by running into the force field over and over again. And I'm just like, that's, that's what the anti-mask movement is doing. They're like, let's just keep fucking dying and not like, cause we can't, we can't lose ground. <laughs> we can never admit we're wrong. We'd rather die in a hospital bed with fucking hoses hooked up to our lungs and shit. than admit that maybe we were wrong about masks. Literally we'll go to the grave for that. Uh, it's fucking scary. It's really scary in the sense of like the, the the unwillingness to compromise. And of course, you know, American individualism where it's like, you can't tell me how to do anything. Don't tread on me. Tread on everyone else but me. My rights, my liberties. And then they, they, but death won't even like the thought, the threat of looming death and like the concrete at this point, like irrefutable evidence surrounding it, whether it's, you know, facts about face masks or like obituaries of people who refuse to wear face masks like nothing's going to change them. They're not going to, they're going to just keep doing it until we don't have a country anymore. And it's fucking scary. Uh, this is a comedy show, but that's fucking scary. Uh, let me see. Pussy farts also, right? Ha ha ha. And like, I felt kind of shitty opening the show with a Scorpions riff on the death of Herman Cain. But, uh, I think it's really fucking important for people to confront that and 
if I have to couch it in a one hit wonder song parody, then I'll do it that way. And I also, this is pointless because I'm yelling into a bubble right now for the most part, but I don't know. Make your fucking weird family listen to this episode. Force your family to watch videos of police riots, by which I mean the police rioting against the people because that's what's happening. Force them to look at information about COVID-19 and how many people it's killing. And uh, if they don't change, maybe cut them out of your life. (laughs) Fuck them. It's been a weird day for me, a very weird day. I was kind of like yesterday when I recorded the interview segment for this. I was like, oh, I've got some stuff I could talk about in the intro probably. And then like so much crazy shit happened today that like I forgot everything I was going to talk about in the intro. And now I just have to talk about that, like the Herman Cain stuff. And then last night at 430 in the morning, I guess. Uh, so technically this morning, there was a uh, magnitude, I believe, 5.1 earthquake hit the uh los angeles area particularly strong in the san fernando valley which is kind of where i live and it woke me up uh scared the shit out of me i've experienced a lot of earthquakes in la ranging from you know kind of alarming to not that big of a deal this was one where and maybe it was because i was snapped out of a dream or whatever you know like maybe that's why it felt more intense but i literally thought like oh i might die like you ever have a moment when you suddenly realize like oh shit, this could be like, what if this is it? What if this is how I die? And like, you just go into full on panic mode. That was kind of where I was at for like a, a few seconds there. Uh, I don't know how long the actual earthquake lasted. I couldn't tell you that. Cause I know when I snapped out of bed, all I did was sprint out of my bedroom, throwing my sheets all over the floor to my Guinea pig cage. And I grabbed, I scooped them both up and I was taking them to their, their pet carrier. And I was about to run outside with them. And then the earthquake stopped so I was just holding two guinea pigs in my underwear, <laughs> like just looking like a lunatic. And everybody in my building, you know, was either still up partying like psychos and were just like drunkenly like, whoa, or, or was also shaken awake. Uh, my next door neighbor being one of them shaken awake. So, I, you know, I sat down with her. We were chatting for a while about how crazy that was. And then my, one of my psycho neighbors upstairs comes around. There's always, there's always got to be the guy who whenever something like that happens, has to let you know how unbothered they were by the thing. They're like, oh, I don't know. I felt, I felt crazier earthquakes before. That was like fun. I'm like, oh, you're just scared to, to admit that you were frightened. That's okay. We've all been 24. <laughs> and then, you know, you take the social media and you see everybody posting about the earthquake. Immediately, you get the people who are like, I should post about the earthquake because it already has to become a circle jerk of like, I'm better than people that are posting about a natural disaster that just occurred. You know, minor natural disaster. I think some things fell off shelves. That's about it. But they got to let you know that they're too cool to to share their experience. They'd be like, oh, look at all these people on Twitter at 430 in the morning with their hearts pounding and trying to connect with the world about a crazy thing we all experienced. I'm better than that. Check out my my vlog about, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It did make me realize how ill-prepared for an actual earthquake I am, uh, for sure. So I think, um, I think I'm going to buy one of them kits, get some bottled water, have a, I got to have a grab bag. Isn't that they call it? Or like a bounce bag or like a get the fuck out of here bag where you got all your shit. What would you take if you, you know, in the event that, let's say, maybe you don't live in an earthquake-prone area. Maybe it's tornadoes or hurricane or whatever for you. Maybe there's maybe where you live is very prone to random lightning strikes. I don't know. What are the things you grab? You got to get essentials, right? You got to get... I mean, if you got pets, you got to get your pets. You got to get water, flashlight, socks, clothes, other clothes. No, just socks. <laughs> just, you know, put some socks on your feet. Hang one over your genitals if you got that kind. And then... uh show yourself off to the world. I mean, I'm probably going to just buy like, you know, whatever the earthquake kit tells me I need to get, like whatever's included. I'm not, the fact that I don't know off the top of my head won't be a problem when I just buy a thing. I'm sure (laughs) maybe one of those hand crank radios. People have those in movies. I don't know. Oh yeah. The other thing I was going to talk about, (laughs) this is before we go to our, uh, the rest of our episode here, the other thing, this was originally what I was going to talk about in the intro before, uh, all this shit happened today with, you know, Herman Cain's death and the literal earth shaking beneath my feet and causing me to flee my bedroom with dad energy to protect my little piggies. Uh, the other day, earlier this week, I found out that a guy I went to high school with who's actually 
I, in retrospect, I realized this. My uh, my friend's wife's little brother uh, was arrested in Orangevale, California, for being uh, a, a neo Nazi and like leading a small but angry group of local neo Nazis in the Orangevale area. It's pretty wild stuff. Apparently, he had some like hate filled podcast thing and like I don't know, like a Facebook group or some shit. You know, whatever. What he's like twenty seven or something like that. So you know, whatever the millennials do with their hate, he's probably on TikTok. You know. <laughs> Oh, God, is neo-Nazi TikTok a thing? That would be fucking crazy. I know cop TikTok is a thing, but I'm not really on TikTok, so I don't know what's going on over there. Let me know, at KB Anderson, yo. But I just think it's funny that, like, a lot of people from my hometown, I mean, most of them I've deleted. The only people I kept around in my social media spheres from my hometown are, like, you know, progressive leftist individuals for the most part. Or, like, random people's dads and moms. I don't know. I keep them around because their memes are terrible and it's hilarious. Like people are, they always, especially in California, because I'm from Northern California, which is where Orangevale is. Orangevale was a neighboring city to where I grew up, but the problems from Orangevale to where I live were pretty much the same. They just had a little bit, they were a little more 4-H about it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and like people want to act like racism doesn't exist. Like even smart people, like they're just like, well, you know, we've come a long way since the Civil Rights Act. I think, you know, things are getting a lot better. I'm like, I literally went to high school with a neo-Nazi. Like it's not dead. And the fact that we keep treating it like a thing that doesn't exist is why it keeps existing. Uh, it's ridiculous. They had actually, there was like race riots at my high school, like in like 2006, 2007, something like that. Like there was like this white supremacist gang that was like trying to fuck up these black kids at the school. And like, they would fight in the quad all the time. And it was like, got covered by the news. And this is the high school I went to in Cali, you know, liberal blue state, California. People are like, yeah, but that's, that wasn't real. <laughs> Or like, I don't even know, how do you even, how do you even live a life where you like ignore that shit and act like it doesn't happen? You just go, well, that's a, everything's an isolated one-off. Everyone's a lone wolf. There's no, there's no bigger agenda. It's all just random bad apples that spoil the whole bunch. Fucking stupid. Just try to understand the possibility that maybe the world doesn't work exactly the way that they told you all of your white teachers in high school and college for the most part. That's another thing that, uh, it's like it's, you come up with this very limited education on American history and stuff and you think you know shit and you don't want to change because change takes work. And I get it. I used to be like that. I mean, I didn't resist change, but I didn't seek it out. I was comfortable. And then I saw one of those, um, you know, one of those Twitter memes going around that was like, what, what, at what grade did you have your first non-white? I think it, I can't remember if it was non-white or if it was black specifically professor or teacher. And I was like, holy shit. Most of my life, I think. I think every teacher I had in high school was white, except for maybe some substitute teachers here and there. And then in college, definitely some more diversity, but still overwhelmingly white. So if you've had a similar life experience to me in that regard, then that could be uh, something to take into consideration when people are telling you about how shit really goes down in this country. I don't know. Now I'm just, now I'm just fucking rambling. Oh, later I go rambling again. Hey, sometimes you catch the Rona and sometimes the Rona, well, it catches you, don't it? Take it easy there, racist. <laughs> Speaking of taking it easy there, racist, uh, this is Bleak and Review. We would not have any racists on this show, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> God damn, these segues, they're not getting good. Whenever it's really hot in my bedroom, my segues fall apart. Um, I think we have I think we have a little snippet from politics schmaltics coming up here after the break, which is exciting. We haven't heard from Braden Rich folks since he got diagnosed with coronavirus a few months ago. So I'm excited to hear what's going on in this world. And then uh, after that, returning friend of the show, Jessica Singer pops by. You know her. You love her. She's at Jessica420bro and all the things. She's got a new podcast coming out with other friend of the show, Chris Crittenden. Um, she's an Unpops mainstay. And those are all the credits you need to know. We have a nice chat about, you know, working in a weed shop during a pandemic and stuff we've been binging and everything in between. It gets gross, but it's also funny. <laughs> so we're going to go to a quick break here on Bleak and Review. We will be back with more podcast after this. Welcome back to Politics Schmolitics, the world's least trusted but most apathetic special news bulletin. I'm your host, Braden Richfolk, and here are today's top stories. 
Former Republican presidential hopeful Herman Cain died yesterday due to complications from the alleged coronavirus. Sources indicate that his refusal to wear a face mask while in public contributed heavily to this tragedy, but this reporter happens to know that he probably died because he's a wuss. After all, I, Braden Richfolk, had the alleged coronavirus and did not die. Who cares if Herman Cain was 74 and I'm pretty sure I'm in my 20s? That has nothing to do with it. Shut up, you liberal jerks. Don't tread on me. Amidst a monumental economic crash and the continued generalized hatred of him and what he stands for, President Trump tried to call for a delay of the upcoming 2020 presidential election. While some decry this as a treasonous and cowardly action from a man who will probably end up killing himself in prison alongside his other rich friends with pedophilic tendencies, this reporter is kinda stoked because I was planning on going to Ibiza in November and this would work out great. You can have your democratic process at any old time, but I only get one shot to drink a bunch of overpriced vodka in a club and try to finger young girls on the dance floor. In other news, the homie Caleb has access to his dad's beach house in Malibu this weekend, so shit's about to be lit. Caleb and his brother Stinky Pete are going to invite hella chicks, and we're probably all going to have sex with them. Nobody will be wearing masks, of course, because my immunity to the virus will spread to all of those in attendance, I'm certain. Hell yeah, dude. This has been another installment of Politics Schmolitics. I've been your host, Brayden Richfolk, and I will probably hold public office someday in America. Yeah, it's like it's like a question of like besides all of the stuff, how are you doing? Like every taking out of ninety five percent of how you're feeling right now, which is completely justified. How is like you on a personal level? And it's like still bad. <laughs> you know what? I've actually had a really good like couple of days. I had a really bad like two or three weeks. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it comes in waves for sure. Uh, you're in you're in a good a good uh, uptick right now. You know, a, 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 a hill. Like, oh no, the crash is gonna be so bad. Yeah, I get but that. Like, I had I had that crash. I know that crash. <laughs> yeah, but like I got a tiny little raise at work this weekend, and I got Ooh. like raised a bunch for like I don't know. It's nice because I'm always like, wow, it really feels like I work harder than everyone else, and it's nice to have my boss be like, hey, you work harder than everyone else. <laughs> I don't know what the raise is, but I was whenever that would happen to me at those kinds of jobs. It's like we've deemed that you've worked about. One dollar an hour better than most people. Like they like commodify it oh, all that weird. So nice. If it was a dollar, that would I be know, so right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're not, we're not going to give you any extra money for working through a pandemic in a customer service capacity, uh, but we will give you an extra fifty cents for being better than I don't know, Fred. <laughs> right, and I'm assuming that everybody knows what I do, and they don't. I work at a dispensary. Right. Uh, I was actually going to ask how, how has that been going during all of this? I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit because I've been, you know, I turned into a big time pot smoker during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. I fucking, I blaze it. Um, we've been open the whole time. Right. Uh, because people can't stay home without weed, but we're also not legal federally. So I get literally zero federal aid for my job. Oh shit. So it's it's one of the ones that was a thing before the big uh, upturn or whatever. Like the shop existed before, so it doesn't it does it doesn't you don't qualify as an emergency or what is it a s- no. essential worker? We are essential. Like whenever I take I like put online to like go get a COVID test, I just put that I work at a grocery store because oh yeah, like, absolutely. I there's no option for me to be like I sell drugs. Like. <laughs> They're like I'm signing up for my test. Like yeah, I'm a cocaine dealer. Uh, can I? It's crazy. And it's really is crazy. Like today, I had to ask someone to pull up their mask. Um, yeah, and it's like they he wasn't even like a lot of the time. Like most of the time, if I'm working reception, I'm like, hey, just make sure you're covered before you go in. They're like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry, thank you. But this right. guy was just like, oh. And was mad at me. <laughs> like, yeah, just that typical fucking dude energy of like when anybody asks the smallest thing of them, they gotta be like, uh, whatever. I mean, I wish you'd get off my fucking ass already, mom. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's the same guy that like I, I like try to suggest weed and he's like, yeah, but I've been smoking for a really long time. <laughs> he's and like I'm suggesting like, shit to you. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Cause like, I, I don't know. I have these like regular dads at work. Like I'm friends with like a bunch of regular dads that will just like trust me to pick out their pot and I love it. And then every once in a while I get these bros or these old guys and bros. I have a good rapport with too. If they like trust me. Right. Plus me, they're like, I don't know. This girl's small. And she's <laughs> I don't know if she knows about marijuana. They'll be like, I've been smoking for like 15 years. And I'm like, cool. I've been smoking for 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, uh, that doesn't mean that, like, I've done stuff for 10 or 15 years that I'm not good at. Like, I don't fucking, I, I, I've, I've been able to cook for 10 years. You know, I'm not good. I'm not a good yeah. cook. I usually pay other people to do it for me. <laughs> Well, and it's like, cool, I've been working at a dispensary for three years. So I've literally like Yeah. That's fucking that's so that's so weird. I guess I guess it makes sense that even like with a chill drug like weed, toxic masculinity will creep its way in. Like dudes oh, are coming like with, that. It just shines its beautiful head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come in there just like, Yeah, don't worry, uh don't worry, lady. I actually know what kind of dank nugs I like. Very, <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually. <laughs> it's so funny because they're like, I want that dank dank. And I'm like, okay, this is an expensive shop. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, they come in there like, yo, I want that king shit. We get that king shit. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, I have $20. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not your friend Chino from Dorm C. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to sell you like 1.4 grams for 20. Like, you have to buy kind of in bulk. Kind of. I mean, like, it's because it's like it's is an actual commodity and it's not like it's it's just like a thing where you're like, yeah, you if you're buying weed, you probably want to buy like, you know, a decent amount. Like, not that like we just scrounge this like gross ass dirt weed up and like put it in tinfoil. We're like, all right, dude, yeah. I'm going to go over here to, 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 to Willis Hall. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you get what you fucking pay for. It comes with a packet of paperwork where, you know, all the fucking things in it. Like it's it's regulated. Yeah. You want regulated pot? I did have, I mean, this is like something I want to make a bit, but we like can't do stand up. Yeah, that's not going to happen for the rest of this year. So just, I don't know, journal about it or something. <laughs> but, you know, like edibles have caps and stuff, right? Right. You can only. And so this lady was like, you know, your edibles aren't strong like they used to be. And I'm like, yeah, the laws have changed, old lady. Um, She's like, I want to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. And I was like, well, the edibles are capped at 10 milligrams a piece, but if you want some, we have like capsules that are 25, 50, and 100. She's like, capsules? I was like, yeah, capsules, you know, like pills. And she's like, I don't want to take pills. <laughs> Big Pharma came in here and ruined my weed stuff. I was like, oh, so you want to get really fucking high, but you don't want to do drugs? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to become an addict as soon as you put it in pill form. That means I'm part of the opioid crisis. I know. I was like, you can be like a, here, you want me to put it in some cheese for you? Like a fucking dog? Do you need it to be <laughs> Also, how perfect is the irony of like somebody stressing out because they can't get as high as they want? You know what I mean? Like coming in with that kind of energy because they're like getting drugs. Like, excuse me. I oh, was here like the Karen of the weed shop. <laughs> oh, we have those. You know oh, I'm sure. I like. You don't have the brand I like. You don't have any weed over 30% THC. You're a maniac. Well, these people shouldn't be allowed to, to speak in public. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll t you should be able to take their money for sure, but they should be like, they should like get a certain amount of words that they can use at any given day. <laughs> and then when they run out, they don't get to complain anymore. And this is me supporting fascism. I think we should silence people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously I'm a huge stoner that supports fascism. Um, <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be a thing, right? That has to be like like uh, like like uh, like r slash trees for Trump or something on Reddit. Oh my God. <laughs> I yes. can't. But that that is that is fascinating though. Like that vibe of like the people like because I'm assuming it's mostly white people that are like that. But maybe I'm making a, a, a rash assumption. But uh, oh, it seems. That would be crazy that if it was <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a dispensary in NoHo or whatever. Oh yeah, it's God. like it's like the the 
like that's like that'd be like meeting a very chill coke fiend you know what i mean like somebody who's like hella like does a bunch of coke and then like puts on jazz and is just or like like smooth jazz is just like zoned out like yeah dude i like cocaine it's like that's not the thing i'm expecting from you i'm expecting a stoner to be somebody who's just like hey man whatever flower you got it all comes from the earth it's all good no some parents that are like I need my sativa and I need it to get my stuff done and I need it by this brand. It's like get Adderall and like <laughs> that's what you're clearly that's what no. you need. <laughs> I disagree. I do no, of think course. that weed is good, but I just <laughs> don't fuck out. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jessica Singer on record here on Bleak and Review saying weed is good. Just so everybody knows. Put it on my gravestone. <laughs> uh, 1992 to question marks. She blazed as she lived. Hella lit. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, well, you know, you look like you're one year older. Isn't that supposed to be a compliment? My dad uh, has been consistently thinking I'm one year older than I am for the last like four years. Like, really? every year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the surfer vibe for sure. I feel like my parents, like, uh, well, one of my parents has a very hard time remembering uh, what my age is. No, but mean, the other, <laughs> the like, other one. <laughs> I got to get out in front of the joke because I'm owning it now. Uh, but like, like, I feel like it's a thing of like, so like, what age are you this year? Like, I know when your birthday is, but what are you? <laughs> like, they just have my brother too. My brother doesn't even know how old he is. He was like sitting there going like he, when he wished me a, my happy 30th birthday, he goes, oh, I guess that means I'll be 34 next month. Cause he's four years older than me. He remembers yours. And then he's like, mine is. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that vibe is. Cause like nobody really smokes weed in my family, <laughs> except my mom. She started getting into it. I think did she, did my mom buy weed from you? I can't remember. Probably. I feel like forever ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, last time she was in town, which was probably like a while ago. But yeah, I feel like that definitely happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My timeline is so fucked. Nothing. There isn't time. There isn't time. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's been said. I've said it a bunch on this podcast and people have said it everywhere. It's not a new thought, but like the idea of like, like back in like May or like April, we kind of had an idea that maybe we would be out of it in this year and like maybe by fall, like there wouldn't be as big of a COVID thing and things could like start to go back to sort of normal, even though everything is a fucking nightmare. But now I feel like I'm just like, I think that contributed to like my, my most recent plunge, uh, my spiral was just like the way that we're handling it. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to end anytime. I, might, we might be like 2023 by the time we're done with this shit. And that shit will fuck with me. Have you, is that kind of like where you, where your head comes with it sometimes? Oh yeah. I mean, I was, I am in therapy, which is very helpful. Yes. Um, and I was just talking to my therapist about it yesterday. And she, I was like, I feel like everyone's breaking right now. Like I had a coworker. I, okay. I don't say where I work, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say their full, the coworker's full name and address. If you could. <laughs> I know this one person who sells <laughs> and <then laughs> followed a difficult customer and punched them oh no and like everyone's like that to me is my example of like everyone's breaking yeah like, that's pretty wild that's but that's like, I, but at the same time i fucking get it dude sure sure like, absolutely customer service in a pandemic and if people aren't people are either the most grateful or they're putting all their anger at you yeah and they're like they're like well you can't technically do anything because you're at your job and you'll probably get fired if you like even talk back let alone follow me out the door and punch me in the face i fucking had to use a line with an old lady today that i used to use at hulu all the time when we oh bless which was I'm on your team. I'm gonna help you. She was like, "You guys, you guys, you guys," and I was like, "Hey, I like want to sell you weed today." Yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, making it very hard for me to get you the drugs you want. But um, but what about breaking? Is I think this has been like she was saying that in the beginning there was this wave in the middle, and then like right when they kind of decided they weren't gonna reopen schools when that like really hit. Mm-hmm. I think that's when this other wave, well, this is what she said too, this other wave of like everyone really realizing how far deep we are and how bad we've been doing. Yeah. It's one of those things of like, and it's, it's, it's much like, you know, whenever something like people have a common mood and they're like, oh, Mercury, Mercury's doing something. I don't know anything about astronomy, but like, or astrology. I know a lot about where the stars are. I, I know that I know where, I know that Jupiter has moons, but uh, that's about it. 
Uh, but like, it's like, like, I feel like that, like kind of astrology vibe is like, cause I, I feel like the same, like in my social media feeds and stuff, I feel like the same waves of tension and like depression amongst like everybody in my social media spheres. Like, like I, I put forth a thing of like, so everyone is having the worst week this week. Right. <laughs> and then, oh shit. Did we disconnect? You disconnected. I'm still on here. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. It just that, like, it, it briefly hiccuped. Uh, in case we lo- oh no, we kept my audio. It's fine. So, <laughs> bless. Wait, are you uh, recording now on yours? Uh, no, it's recording everything on there. Uh, I think it's just uh, it's recording mine locally and yours locally. So like it'll have both tracks and stuff. Okay. And so all as that happened was you, you couldn't it, hear me bro. for a second. <laughs> yeah, as long as you got it. No, fam, I got it. I can see my waveforms. They look pretty. Uh, but what I was saying is like, I, I put out this, like this feeler of like, like, Hey, who else is having like things like this week for some reason is just so much worse than everything else. And it's like, everyone is kind of feeling they're going through the, we're on the same roller coaster. We're like, we're all dropping at the same time and then going up. Like it's like, it's very, it's like our cycles have synced up. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I'm PMSing. So like, watch the fuck out. <laughs> well, I can't even imagine being a woman during all of this. <laughs> Literally bleeding during this is not fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, God or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or whoever the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking you. You fucking jester in the sky. You. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time. That's like how I feel like I've kept track of how long COVID is. I'm like, how, how many times have I bled? Wow. Yeah, I guess that I guess that helps. Because like like what it's been shit. So it's been it's July. Like, it's been four months. This will be like my fourth bleed. <laughs> four bleeds and seven months ago <laughs> oh my god people are gonna either hate or love that Amazing. <laughs> i think i think we're gonna call this episode four score and seven bleeds ago i think that's gonna be <laughs> awesome i'm all for calling period stuff bleeding because i feel oh, like yeah. we're all trying to like not talk about what it is yeah it's 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 metal as fuck all that shit all the like uh period or like like woman times like that's all puritanical bullshit just call it what it is which is fucking dumb oh yeah i'm, I'm bleeding right now it's like oh word <laughs> fucking losing guts how are you <laughs> um yo i'm, oh, I'm dumping guts on the inside sorry <laughs> that was pretty rough <laughs> i'm sorry um, yo, i have to go dump my lady guts <laughs> <laughs> not the episode title <laughs> dump my lady guts <laughs> Uh, but going back to the new hit single, dump my, dump my lady cuts. <laughs> that like sounds like a Lizzo scared. or a that's like a Lizzo for sure, or like uh someone equally uh empowering. The music video is like the scene from Carrie, but with a diva cup. <laughs> <laughs> and all and then all the kids just start dancing right after the right after the big snafu. Yes, uh, we been dancing. Oh, we been uh, we been dancing. <laughs> So, so that, that actually leads into the next thing I kind of wanted to get into, which is like something I've been asking most of my guests during this, that, uh, when I'm not screaming about the police and wanting to, uh, you know, uh, kill cops and whatnot sure. uh, <laughs> is like, what are like, how do you manage? Cause like, a, you have to work and deal with people, which you know, can sometimes be okay, but sometimes can be a bummer. Then we have all this shit going on socially and we have the pandemic and like, how do you like retain any semblance of sanity? Like, what are the things that you commit your mind to or your like, like, like what are, what are activities that keep you out of like just being like, oh, everything's a nightmare. Why would I even get out of bed? Sure. Sure. <laughs> big, big lead up to a simple question. <laughs> What's no, fun I, to do? <laughs> I mean, I, I before when I was heavily into doing stand up in the good old days. Right. Um, I kind of stopped listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, and I've been listening to podcasts again, which is really nice. I'll just like smoke weed and play a bubble game on my phone. <laughs> yep. like, I just need to like decompress and not think and like listen to like endless honeymoon. And it's so nice. Yeah. It's it, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, I, think, I would actually appreciate this. I listened to all the best of comedy bang bang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those God, that's a commitment, but man, that is, that is, that is I very fun. Content. I did all the best ofs and because I listened to like all of it until a few years ago. And then I've been listening to this year because um, I just wanted to catch up with this year. And that's been fun. And then the other thing I've been doing is and I forget that it makes me happy and I forget to do it. But I've been making friendship bracelets. Oh, yeah. You gave me one uh, that I collected when I was going on a walk with your roommate. Yeah. 
I like it. It's like patterns and colors. And then I get to give something to someone which like feels good. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy like how much uh, this whole shit has been like, like any positive interaction, like whether you like help somebody out with somebody or do something nice for somebody, you're just like, it's like amplified like 10 times over. You're just like, oh God, I needed that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's, yeah. it's almost like socializing in a way. 100% my friend has been going through a lot of like grief um she had like a family member pass away and like is going through a bunch of stuff with her family and I was just like I'm just gonna because I get free shit from work I was like I'm just gonna bring you a vape I was like <laughs> I'm just gonna no charge yeah. no nothing. and it just like it's such a small thing but it made me feel so good I was like I'm gonna ride this high for like three days <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other the other day I helped a friend of the show Katrina Davis uh move a desk from her apartment into her car because she was going to give it to somebody else and I live like in her neighborhood so she's just like hey can you help me out this I'll pay you. I was like you don't have to pay me to move a de- like a move a desk like 30 feet like it's not that big of a deal yeah. but it was like cool it was like oh my god I'm seeing a person and that I know from stand up and like we get to like chat for a while and like I get a little exercise and I did a nice thing I was like I am like that my drinking tonight is justified like I'm celebrating <laughs> that, yes, that's been a, that's been real weird on the street what was that? I ran into Katrina Davis just like on oh, the yeah? street. Yeah, it's I was crazy. It happens. Dad, and we were both so happy. She like shook her butt at me to like wave, basically. <laughs> <laughs> she wagged <laughs> at you. She just like twerked at me. It was great. But we got it's to like, like talk, like, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like that thing, like because I've I like bumped into a few people like at like the store or at like uh, Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, and like I I it's like a thing of like like in Shaun of the Dead when he like runs into his ex at the, like and it's like oh you're still you're still hanging in there like it's kind of that thing of like being in like this this crazy thing can't believing that both of you made it out or whatever. It is very that vibe. I'm also <laughs> it's very, very that vibe. I'm also very lucky that I like live with friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you're not, I mean, you guys are probably sick of each other by now. <laughs> you know, we all have our own jobs that we do. So it's not like we're with each other all of the time. Oh, that's good. So it's pretty nice. Um, it was hard for Cindy for a while because she wasn't working at all. So I know she was really sick of us, but she, oh, started, yeah. <laughs> she started working and I think she's doing better. I don't blame her. You know, I would be fucking stir crazy. No, it's, it's, it's nuts. Like I, I, you know my roommate he's very stays in his room a lot but like i live in a a building where like the neighbors are all like pretty friendly and stuff and like you know it's a very small building and so like i see them all the time but even like even like just like bump there's times when i'm like walking like to go smoke and i'm like god i hope no one's outside and tries to say hi to me because i just like need my space right now and that's why it's nice we have like the back garage too so if you like want to smoke by yourself or like stretch by yourself we have like that space which is really nice it's not great in like 100 degree weather right now but right. Yeah. Cause not air conditioned. <laughs> and then, um, we've also been doing like, we'll do movie nights sometimes as a house, which is really nice. Oh yeah. Um, I've been hearing about those. Cause sometimes I'll hit up Nadav and he'll be like, Oh, we're about, we're like collectively about to watch like whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, did, we did all the fast and furious movies. <laughs> yes. Um, we just started recently. We're doing, well, we kind of, we started doing the bring it on franchise. Oh word. Okay. <laughs> Because they get compared to the Fast and Furious a lot just by how off the rails they go as they like. Oh, interesting. Like the progression of the sequels becomes more yeah. and more batty. Yeah. Um, but we we kind of intervened with it to watch The Ring the other night. And we want to watch the Japanese Ring and Grudge because apparently they have like a Freddy versus Jason with The Ring and the Grudge. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. that. That's like, really dope. <laughs> yeah so we're gonna i think we're gonna like take a break from bring it on to do those but i'm not sure but it's fun I, it's fun you, to have a project and me and cindy watch all the new jersey shores together is what we there's new watch. jersey shores oh my god so what, we, <laughs> uh, what have i started <laughs> we watched all of the hills which was super fun and then we watched the highlights from like the original jersey shore we like found a list of the best episodes and did Oof. that <laughs> you've seen them all before and they have Jersey Shore Reunion, which is them 10 years later. And we've been watching those now. And they should call the reunions Jersey Moore, you know, because it's more uh-huh. of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was at that moment Jessica realized she did not miss me whatsoever. <laughs> Are you kidding? 
thing I love feeling superior. Ah. <laughs> uh, you're just bleeding. <laughs> Not yet, baby. Not yet. That's confusion, honey. Uh, but that's, I do like that you have like these like events that you're doing though. It's great. Yeah, and they do. They call it family reunion, but none of their children are there. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. The one I just completed. Well, I have one more left before I fully completed it, but it took me actually not as long as I thought it was going to take. But I watched every single MCU movie in the order that it takes place in the timeline, starting with Captain America and then ending with uh, Endgame. And uh Holy shit, that's a great way to burn a lot of fucking time. If because like you know we're not going to be out of this shit anytime soon, so you know that if you got Disney Plus, I recommend it. You know what I started watching on Disney Plus, and I'm sorry that I changed the stage. No, that's Girls fine. Don't watch superhero stuff. No, here. that's fine. Girls don't like comics. <laughs> I, um, I don't. No, what, what were you watching on Disney Plus? Superheroes, because I know a lot of people that love them a lot. <laughs> no, it's not your thing. It's fine. It's like my thing. Like my thing isn't the Jersey Shore. My, your thing isn't the MCU. Everyone gets along. No, but oh. I do. I do. I do like. I do like going to the movies to see those movies. Oh yeah, I they're yeah, fun. they're very exciting for sure. Yeah, because I do like forget about the world, which is also I get. I get That's, watching. Them. Yeah, <laughs> that has been that has been like oh look at their problems <laughs> instead of ours. I've been on Disney Plus. They have the Muppet Show from like a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw that advertised on my PlayStation for Disney Plus, actually. They had that okay. as like one of the featured things. Great friend of the show, Greg Gonzalez, mm-hmm. told Cindy to watch it. So then I started watching it. And it's so much better than I remembered. Yeah, it's one of those ones that like I hadn't seen it. You know, I mean, I, it's. I mean, I haven't rewatched it yet, so I don't know. I'm. I'm assuming though, it's one of those things of like, I loved this when I was younger, and then I come back to it as somebody with more frames of reference and more like, or I've absorbed more art in the past since then. Like, and you just find all this more like stuff to love about it that you didn't know about before or like didn't see before. Yeah, well, and it's the Muppet Show from just a couple years ago where they tried to do it almost like The Office style. Oh right! Oh shit! And, and like. Yeah, that's the one I've been watching. It's about like Piggy's late night show and Kermit's the producer, but Kermit and Miss Piggy are broken up. And it was just marketed completely wrong. It was marketed like this silly, goofy thing, which it is, but it's also like dark and satirical. It's beautiful. It's like the Larry Sanders show meets The Office meets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I do remember. I never saw the whole of that. I got to watch that shit. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And because I was like like a month ago, I was like, I want a tattoo of Miss Piggy. And then I was like, I have to watch everything she's ever done. <laughs> what, you let you IMDB Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me, it's Frank Oz. Thank you very much. Um, no, I think the Muppets are real. <laughs> <laughs> that's the quarantine. That's my quarantine break. Is I've had a psychosomatic breakdown where I believe that the Muppets are people, <laughs> and they're my and they're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, my dad w- would always do this thing with movies where if it has like comedians in it I like, and this is before I even did stand up, he'd be like, "Oh, your friends are in that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, your friend, your friends Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Brian Regan are in it. <laughs> Fucking Paul Rudd is like my friend. He's like your <laughs> friend in that. <laughs> Oh God! What uh, I was I was gonna ask uh, earlier, but since we just got back to psychosomatic breaks, because I think I think I had my quarantine break recently. I had like an actual mental breakdown uh, that was uh, due to like a drug abuse thing going on uh, in my life a few weeks ago. Well, that's not funny. We won't talk about that. But like, I had one yesterday where I was googling our porcupines legal to own in California. <laughs> Because I saw a video of a very cute porcupine squeaking, and I was like, well, I have to get a porcupine. You already have two guinea pigs. I know, but they're not spiky enough. <laughs> oh, man. I want a punk rock fucking rodent. <laughs> yeah, I, I, need, I, need, I need a fucking anti-establishment fucking quill baby that I can hang out with. Uh, but like, baby. quill Sorry. baby, quill baby. Uh, what would you say what form or manifestation has your quarantine break taken uh, uh, like whatever you've had like a thing of like oh this is a bottom like have you, is that anything like outlandish I mean I'm like worried because I'm like I don't know if it's happened yet oh shit oh, you, oh so it's the big one still coming yeah I mean I've been my parents recently moved 
So I just have like, they were like, get everything out and also take all of this and sell it. You need money. <laughs> so like, I just have boxes of shit everywhere, which kind of makes me feel pretty insane. Yeah, absolutely. That's a classic parent move. The uh, anytime you visit home or like whatever, they're like, oh, by the way, here's a bunch of shit we I don't want anymore. So like, can I pawn it off on you and you figure oh, out what to do with it? <laughs> can I tell you the icing on the cake? Yes. So they're like, Take everything. We can't have any of your stuff. Your your sister and her family are moving in. Whatever. They weren't even aggressive about it, but they're like, you need to take all your stuff. And then they move into their new house, and they're like, so we wanted three parking spaces. So we say you also live here. So please put stuff in this house. And it's oh like, my god, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's no, so fucking no, shady. To keep it your house you could have just moved it <laughs> yeah or also like who's gonna like what homeowners association member is gonna like come inside and like root around looking for their daughter's stuff to prove that she lives there like be, well, I'm also fully using it as a power move whenever they ask me to do anything I'm like, oh, it's absolutely yeah. be like hey you know i'm helping you grift the system uh <laughs> We did that at at, at a college house I lived in, uh, in San Jose. We had like seven people living there. So naturally we only got like four parking permits from the, uh, like, like by default from the city because all the street parking needed permits. And, uh, so I ended up to get us one for my car. I ended up just making a doctored, uh, uh, thing saying I lived at the address next door and I just did it in MS paint and took it to city hall. (laughs) And like, so if your parents need me to make some fake fucking shit. (laughs) Did it work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, all I did was change uh, the 614 or whatever, my address to a 613. And yeah, like, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love lying to the government. It's great. And if they're listening to this, I don't like doing that. I'm lying. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, we're all just jokes here. Oh, it's the riff clause. It's the, it's the, the, the satire clause. Everything is satire, even though nothing is satire anymore because our lives um our lives are a lot like that movie idiocracy (laughs) dude that is hard to rewatch have you tried to rewatch it i i don't know if i can i mean i i remember liking that movie but i know that i'm probably not gonna enjoy it like it's probably gonna ruin it for me like is that is that the case this is fucking rough (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, i get a lot of whatever i post shit about like like when i'm yelling about uh, you know, COVID stuff and how America's handling it so poorly. I usually get some kind of GIF react with uh, with something from Idiocracy, and I'm just like, stop! I know, I know, I know. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> it's just bumming me out to no end. Yeah, uh, but I do love me some Terry Crews, so maybe I will watch it. I mean, I'm, like I said, I finished all the Marvel movies, so now I need. And I watched. I started going. Should I watch every Pitch Perfect movie again? Uh, so, fun. I've seen. There's. Is there three or four? I think there, I've only seen three. I believe. I've seen I've, three as well. Yeah, I, I watched the first two <laughs> last I'm night. You. Watch the Muppet Show. I'm gonna watch the Muppet Show. I'm. Fin- <laughs> uh, I I I, I kind of want to check because I've never seen the Bring It On franchise. So I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, that sounds it interesting. Holds up really fucking well. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Fuck yeah, that is that is. I'm discovering a lot of media I would have probably like overlooked in regular life during quarantine. Oh, like right. I'm finding that I like shit that I didn't know that I would be obsessed with. Like I'm obsessed with musical theater now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've watched Hamilton four times. Like I'm all about it. Dude, have you watched Little Shop of Horrors yet? Is I watched. Two- that's that was the beginning of my quarantine musical kick. Was Little Shop of Horrors and uh, Across the Universe. Crazy. Yeah, directed by Miss Piggy, who's my friend. <laughs> directed by my friend Miss Piggy. <laughs> no, and across the universe. I haven't seen that in a long time. I just watched a musical that everyone would have thought I had already seen, but I hadn't. What I was just that? saw Cabaret for the first time. Ooh, I actually haven't seen that either. So that's something well, that, that on- Joe told me for sure I should watch. Yeah, it's on HBO Max, and the storyline is so boring, but the musical numbers are so lit. Oh, that's all. That's all they need for like. That's all. That's all I need, really. Like I was explaining, like I was telling, like, like Pitch Perfect is like a very 
standard college romance movie and it's like it's it's funny you know it's got its funny moments but it's like nobody's here to watch the story unfold people are here for the mashups like we want the music part which is why those movies do so well so if it's got if it's got pitch perfect vibes then i'm here for it oh my god you know what totally had pitch perfect vibes it's something i know you watched which is eurovision yes that movie fucking rules (laughs) that fucking mashup scene yo i've listened to that soundtrack so many times I, you know, I watched that movie with both of my parents, and I think it's the best movie we've all watched together. Like, none of us looked at our phones. We were just like, Yeah, I was, it, 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 tell me if you had the same. Oh, hold on. We're, we're attempting to reconnect. No. I'm no. Not I'm going to tell you. We're not on? Wait, no, actually, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you, but your little name isn't up here. My little name? <laughs> Come on, that's weird because it's still recording both of them. This is gonna be this is gonna be a problem. I mean, if uh, you got it, you got it. I'm not doing shit with this. <laughs> either way, either way, either way. Uh, attempting attempted reconnections, be damned. Uh, uh, oh God, I was gonna say that that movie to me looked like so bad. Like it looked like just like just from like it just I was like oh Will Ferrell in a wig. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like I was like cool. And then like uh, with one or two recommendations from friends, like I was just like all right, fine, I'll give it a shot. You know, it, it seems light. Yeah, and, Adam fun. said it was good, and I was like okay. Yeah, it it slaps. It slaps super hard. And I think I mentioned it briefly on last week's episode, but uh people should definitely uh check that out if they haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, and Rachel McAdams is so funny and when the people let her be funny. Yeah, she is like, like Tell she was so stoked to work with Will Ferrell because she's fucking, she's so funny. She's goofy as shit in that movie and plays like the weird like wood nymph like like I'm into like Icelandic magic kind of character so well like very like very floaty and very like mystical yeah. and like ooh, like, <laughs> work was a little bit more folk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to think now that you mentioned, I'm trying to think of the last time that she's been allowed to be funny in something. And I, I, I oh uh, maybe Midnight girl. in Paris. Um. Okay. Yeah. She's like antagonistic, like funny and Midnight in Paris. But yeah, Mean Girls. You're probably right. Yeah. Well, her timing is just great. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, She's trading, so they don't let her be funny. Yeah. No, pretty girl can't be funny. You can't do all the things. I. I don't. I don't want to fuck things that are better at jokes than me. <laughs> Oh, that's why I never get laid. Got ah, it. no, you were like voluntarily celibate for a year or whatever, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I decided to take a year off of dating in October of 2008, October 2018. So I like got to slut it up for like three months when we came back. Yeah, you just fucking went hard to on the mat. And then like, and then like, oh, yeah, sex isn't allowed like, ever I'm, again. I'm definitely dad- glad I did all the things I did in the beginning of 2020. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a friend that uh, like had like the worst situation of it where like they broke up. Uh, actually, I know a couple of people have this, but they like broke up with their significant other like right before quarantine, which means like they didn't even get to have that like rampant like fuck your feelings out like section of their lives before they got like locked in. Like there's like, oh, I'm so sexually frustrated and depressed and like all this shit. Like I'm like, oh, at least yeah. I had a goddamn yeah. year. <laughs> Guess they gotta go to therapy. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's gay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I probably talked, I probably told you this already or uh, posted about it or something, but I actually started therapy in quarantine for the first time in 10 years and I've been recommending it to, yeah, I've been, I've been recommending it to a lot of people, uh, like specifically my like 24 year old psychotic alcoholic neighbors, but like, (laughs) (laughs) they won't, they won't go till they're 30. (laughs) I know. That's what I said. I was like, dude, you're like so close to being a better person than I was at 24. Just go into therapy now and you're going to be great. Oh, because yeah, I hadn't I, done it. I hadn't done it for so long, and like immediately was like, "Oh, that's right. I do get a lot out of this." Uh, and I immediately like, you know, started addressing a lot of my addiction stuff, and like, and I was just like, "Oh, this is perfect." Uh, so I just wish nice. I'd done it earlier. I wish it didn't take a global tragedy uh, for me to have kickstarted that. But you know what? You're in it, and that's really good. I've been with the same counselor for a little over a year now, and Ooh. it's my first time ever. Well, no, I tried therapy once before, and I didn't like my therapist. Yeah, that's you definitely got to shop around and find one that works. Yeah, I was like, I have this anxiety about never being able to find romantic love. And she was like, you have so much time to get married and have kids, though. And I was like, oh, that is not the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the problem is that nobody's put a baby in me yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, I never want to get married or have kids. I just want to, like, get my fuck on with a chill-ass person. <laughs> but- <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, my that's my Tinder bio. <laughs> yeah, I never want to get married or have kids. I just want to get my fuck off with a chill ass person, and then just like seventeen weed leaf emojis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate that. So it's just like maple leaves and green hearts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, you get it. It's a mashup. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I got lucky where uh, my first therapist that I got matched with on uh, the site that I'm using, like this, like for Zoom therapy or whatever, you know, uh, is somebody that like, you know, young lives in LA and like, and like kind of got right away like that i'm like a psychotic comedian who deflects things at first with a bunch of bullshit like like hey what about riffs and puns though and like has so much patience for my fucking frivolous nonsense that i was like oh okay this works <laughs> that's nice it's nice when you find somebody that speaks your language that's what i yeah that's why everybody falls in love with their therapist, right? <laughs> like oh my God, I'm definitely like, be my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my God. That is another thing that like has been happening to me more in quarantine is like, I get drunk and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm just like, I just don't fall. I don't, I'm just like so openly like, like, I love my friends and like, like you should be my dad. Like all this, like I don't say that. <laughs> feel like i just like get wasted and just like just no there's no fucking there's no there's no uh what's the word i'm thinking of uh uh yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> whatsoever it's just blurt mode all day i don't um, think anybody's mad at being aggressively loved via text right now oh i know right but I like that's hang on any of those t- uh, texts and feel personally attacked but that's okay <laughs> no i only do it to boys <laughs> ah. Aww. Because he doesn't want to scare ladies. That's nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Oh, could you imagine? I mean, I've also done that too. But that's the people. I'm, that's that's my quarantine thirst levels for random people I've never actually met in person on uh, on on uh, social media have been interesting and fluctuating throughout all of this. Isn't it funny? I feel like I get crushes on people in quarantine. And then they do or say one thing, and I'm just like, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's as I say it out loud, I'm like, that's me all of the time. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think whatever the thing is that like is like whatever your you know crush style or your uh, your your romantic stylings are has just been amplified because of all this shit. So like whatever it is, is just more of the thing that you did. That's very everything right now too. Like yeah, exactly. I'm eating so many fucking edibles during this. It's absurd. <laughs> but uh, but they're only ten milligrams, and I wanted them to be higher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely been like that's a that was one of the things that I realized in a therapy session was like, oh, I don't think I've not been drunk one day of quarantine. <laughs> like, oof. yeah, no, I know oof is correct. <laughs> that was a big reveal. Uh, I've made strides to only buy beer uh, until the weekend, which has helped me not feel like trash all the goddamn time. But oh boy, <laughs> I get it though. It's like whatever your vice you just want to like lean into right now. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I have had some success uh, in staying away from like drinking stuff by microdosing acid, which has been nice. But oh, uh, fun. oh fun. I love that for you. <laughs> I genuinely do. <laughs> yeah. Have you are, are you uh, have you done any hallucinogen stuff in quarantine yet? I microdosed some mushrooms. Nice. Um, a little while back. And I probably should do it more um, because I have them, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things of like... There's also, I'm like such a hoarder brain right now, too. I'm like, what if I'm never able to get them again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have half a tab of acid sitting in my desk right now for that exact purpose. I'm like, this is my reserve acid. I'm going to take this. If like, if the bombs actually start falling on America and like we're technically done, like I'm definitely going to go out tripping on acid. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, a half a tab sounds so nice. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I mean, I was good. I was about to be like, yo, I got the hookup, by the way. So if you want to, I'm like, I got to do a drug deal on the podcast <laughs> but i will text no, you about I'm it later good. i'm good i like not having acid on hand because when i was in college i only ever did like too much oh sure yeah and it's and it's a thing of that i've also like had 
you know, mostly good results with it, but it is a thing that like I remembered while doing it in quarantine. It's like, oh, make sure you're going into this in a good headspace because otherwise you might fucking freak out a little bit. Uh, and and I got I got close to freaking out, but didn't quite do it. So I, I don't think that I don't think I need to play around with that more. So I'm like microdosing only. Let's just do that. Yeah, especially right now. But I think I should fuck with that more. You should uh, fuck with that. <laughs> Um, I'm like, I don't do drugs. I just smoke an absurd amount of weed. Yeah, I just smoke pounds of weed. <laughs> I actually have been going through weed really slow because I bought like a flower vaporizer for myself. Ooh, is that like a thing that like you basically like you just get the essence of like the it's it's one of those things of like uh extracting and you can utilize a nug for like way longer than normal? Yeah, it's I got a PAX. Oh, one of them um, packs boys, yes. Yeah, and it's nice because I literally pack like a quarter of a gram and it'll last me a whole session as opposed to smoking like a whole joint, you know? That's smart. Yeah, there's no there's no quicker way to get rid of weed than joints and blunts for sure. <laughs> oh my God, my coworkers will just like roll up an eighth and I'm like, so you just want to f- f- just smoke $40? <laughs> yeah, that's my neighbors do the same thing. They're always like just rolling like, cig- like thick ass cigar blunts and they're, I'm just like, I'm like, that's cool, but like, that's why you guys always run out of weed. Dude. <laughs> I, bought like, I, bought like, I think back when I was like hitting you up about, this is months ago, but like I was hitting you up about like whether your shop was open or not. And yeah. I was like, thinking, but I ended up buying from a delivery service because I like sketched out about going out in public. Uh, I bought like uh, a half ounce of indica and like oh, a shit. quarter of sativa. And I'm still... I still have that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, you know what? No one buys weed like that. I mean, not no one, but like far too few people buy weed like that. What? Like, like having like different, like, what do you I mean? A half ounce in oh, like yeah. a quarter. Some people, I literally have people that still buy grams, dude. <laughs> it seems ridiculous to me. And they're $15. Yeah. And some people will buy two grams. And I'm like, <laughs> the eighth is $40. And they're like, yeah, I want two grams. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, you know, you could reseal these bags and have like, for like a lot of them, it's like they have either like a lid or like a, like a, a crease or something. It's like, you could just like, have. If I have to smoke it, I'm like, fucking hide your weed from yourself like an adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or forget you have weed and just get blackout drunk a bunch and then be like, oh, I could be smoking this whole time and then do that for a while. <laughs> Call that the KB Anderson, yo. Hey, oh my God. What a great way to bleed into plugs naturally. <laughs> um, oh my God, do I only talk about weed? Is it okay? <laughs> For plugs? <laughs> no, I'm saying in this whole episode, did I only talk about weed? No, we, okay? we talked about, we talked about, uh, gen- like pussy blood and other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, Sorry. Uh, it's great. Now this these episodes can be anything. Like the fact that the like it's still a podcast and that people are still listening is a miracle unto itself. So like they they do whatever they be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, we are here at Plugs. Jessica already plugged my Twitter handle, which of course is at KB Anderson. Yo, but Jessica, what would you like people to know? I mean, it's at Jessica four twenty bro on all the things, right? Yeah, on all the things. Thank you. Um, I mean, like, read about causes. Follow <laughs> on in Turkey right now, right? Fucking Black Lives Matter. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I'm about to edit that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, like, I didn't take this. Vote. Everybody, look at what day you need to vote by. Um, uh, the only good cop is an ex-cop. Yeah. Also, me and Chris should have a um, podcast coming out soon. You and Chris, Chris Crittenden. Yeah, my friend of my the show. Friend of the show. Um, yeah, we should have a podcast coming out soon called Weed Watchers, where we Ooh. have like a weed thing and a movie that go together. Like we smoked mimosa and watched Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, that's fun. We like ate Kana gummies and watched Con Air. <laughs> So we have uh, we have those in like I just need to edit them and put them out so those should be coming out soonish. Hell yeah, uh, and it's and it's gonna be called Weed Watchers, and you can uh, you'll be posting it on social medias and stuff so people can follow you at no, Jessica Four Twenty Bro. That has nothing on it so for for it, but it's called Weed Watchers Four Twenty Twenty Four Seven. So if you want to be an early adopter of this podcast, go check that shit out. That sounds delightful. And I, I will probably be tuning in because there's nothing else to do. Uh, yeah. 
anything else you want to plug here? Uh, Jessica 420, bro. Read read the news, but be careful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would stay happy. Please, nobody else kill themselves. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> what a downer! And now I have to plug my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like i feel bad plugging anything because i feel like i'm not important right oh, now. oh i get i absolutely get it uh like right after like right at the beginning of may when you know the shit really started popping off i stopped doing f- funny zany romp ads on the on bleak and just would just put me like go to the go to the episode description and donate money to the fucking charity i put there fuck you cops like just like yeah. just angry calls to action became uh my my ad breaks on the show so i totally get it that being said everyone should go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review and give me money to make frivolous bullshit content yeah you should i mean yeah we've been putting out bonus episodes here and there um uh i might i i might have i might have a new podcast a new solo podcast idea on the works that might be coming out next week so uh if you're already anderson bro or yo riffin bits no, it's going to be – I'm going to do my hand at a sleep aid podcast, I think. <laughs> I'm going to do a meditation slash relaxation uh, anime lo-fi beats to chill study to podcast. That's going to be <laughs> – Yo, that sounds lit. <laughs> Yo, this shit – fucking fire dude it's fucking because it's this is my sativa right here I, they don't when they run out of my sativa shit's not chill anymore you know what i mean hey kevin what up? thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> i came here to know all the things uh and yeah that's about all i got to plug uh, go listen to content uh support things um if you live in Sacramento, uh, disrupt more of uh, the neo-Nazi groups that are that I talked about in the intro, probably, where a guy I went to high school with was arrested for being a neo-Nazi group leader. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I just needed to get that out one more time. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. It's always a delight to have. I mean, you're a delightful Sprite, as it, as it were. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get introed as that again. Nope, there's never going because the killer mic's not coming back. So, <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> the decision has been made. But uh, until next week, everybody, this has been Bleaker Review. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.